Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how are you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm good. How are you doing today? I am doing good. I understand that we are going to talk about cybersecurity today. Yes, which should be a very interesting and fun topic from many different aspects. Did you know that I actually worked a little bit in cybersecurity? I did not know that actually. I have has there is there anything that you haven't done? You've done some farming, you've yeah. worked for NIST, you've now worked a little bit in cybersecurity. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they they haven't found a, a good application for me, so they just keep moving me around to different places and seeing <laughs> what'll stick, you know, sort of like spaghetti against the wall. Well, maybe he'll be good at this. Let's try him over here, kind of thing. No. No, uh, I mean not not what people would consider like uh, mainstream cybersecurity, which is like your, uh, you know, your regular laptop computer, your enterprise system, that kind of stuff. Actually, I, I was uh, detailed over to the Joint Research Center uh, in Europe, in Italy, and uh, while I was with NIST, and we worked on cybersecurity for critical infrastructure. So oh. kind of really important stuff. So like your power, uh, natural mm-hmm. gas, uh, phones, your internet, all of the our th- all the things you need to to live and critical infrastructure. Critical infrastructure, <laughs> right? Water, all the, all that right. kind of stuff. Okay. Because all of these infrastructure things which they're, you know, tons of ASTM standards for infrastructure, everything from roads to waters to pipes, to whatever you name mm-hmm. it. Uh, all of these things are internet enabled. They are IP enabled. And so there, there are IP devices that operate your critical infrastructure all over the world. And so, and those IP devices hook to servers, which go back to the places that control these. And so if you get, if those get hacked, like has happened in places like Ukraine and other places, mm-hmm your power grid can go down from a hack. And, yeah. and we were just talking before we got on, we were talking about the airline system, like the FAA right. uh, flight control systems, like everything just got grounded in the U.S. the other day, which was crazy, right? Right. Yes, actually, it is. And it is crazy. So I will be completely honest. I, I travel often, but I don't know much about planes and and other aspects that go into it. But I did learn that because of the planes being grounded, that pilots are given critical information pertaining to their flights just minutes before they are cleared for takeoff. Anything that could potentially right, anything that could potentially come up during their flight, they are giving pretty much a last minute download. Mm. about flight information. Okay. And so that I found that incredibly interesting, especially with what happened, like you said, you know, we were just talking about this, how flights in the United States were grounded for two hours. And it was very interesting because all over social media, when I went on social media later that day, I had a friend who was actually on a flight 
that was took a screenshot of her phone saying that flights had been grounded and then she took a picture of herself on a plane <laughs> looking yeah. out the window. So whoops, missed one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which it did end up that that they did, you know, I don't know what they did, but they didn't take off. So either she sat in the plane oh, okay. or you know they un- they unboarded everyone back into okay. the terminal. But I did not know that about planes and pilots that they're given critical information just before they they take off so that they can also make decisions and 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 provide information as to their thoughts to having a successful and a safe flight. Right. And you know, is it this sort of relates a little bit to this is not a critical infrastructure but it's becoming a an important tool in a lot of industries is drones. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we got a committee that's working on standards for drones. And, and one of the big standards FAA is super interested in is like the ID. And I right. and I guess I'm just guessing here that one of the reasons for that ID is so that you know where the drone is. Uh, the other drones know where that drone is. And uh, there there's not any kind of, you know, mishaps because mm-hmm. of that, because that could cause a safety issue, right? Is that, is that is. kind of the way you understand it too? Yeah, I mean, that is that is the way that I understand it as well, which I find incredibly interesting, right? Because it's not, it's not just technology that interacts with each other that have these IDs. Right. It's, it's very comical because, uh, for for the holidays, Santa wanted to build a bicycle for my son. <laughs> and it just so happened that when the bicycle was put together, unfortunately, there was a hole in the tire and well, the tire wouldn't blow up. Right. So because it was last minute and the elves were exhausted and overworked by this time, uh, Santa had to go to a reliable bike store. Nice. Which Comically enough, the uh, bike store gave Santa an identification for this bicycle. Really? An ID number mm-hmm, that is now in the system with my information, my name, my address, the really? type of bike, the date that it was purchased. Huh. I found this incredibly interesting. They said that they do this just for the simple fact that if someone steals the bike and they ah, try to sell it, right, it has an ID number. Um, but it just goes back to show that there's so much information out there, right? That whether it be you know emails or power, water, drones, airplanes that can be affected by cybersecurity criminals, right? Right. Um that it can be it can be very frightening. Yeah, and you know, right now, I guess the latest thing I saw on social media is they're saying, well, it was a corrupt database. They don't know if it, right. it naturally occurred or somebody helped corrupt it, uh but mm-hmm. you know, so that's the other thing that that's you know, one of these hidden infrastructure things like Hey, you've got this data sitting in a in a some sort of structured unstructured database and it's so critical that if this thing goes down, this this huge thing like planes being grounded in the US happens. Right. That's that's just amazing to me to kind of think is something it boils down to something like that, you know? Yeah. No, I can I mean I completely agree and as, you know, as you're thinking about these 
how it how it really affects us when this occurs. Um, it's it's really, really, really does affect our normal way of existence, right? I mean, I know, right. I mean, COVID is a perfect example, right? Uh, sure. When COVID hit, it completely flipped our lives upside down and how we do things and how we're able to work and communicate and everything else. And, and of course, we acclimated, but we didn't acclimate immediately. Right. I mean, it, it, it took time. So same thing for just putting a cyber security into picture as to how it would how it could affect us. You know, you were talking about critical infrastructure such as power. Right. During a terrible storm when your power goes out. I know for me, uh 15 minutes and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um but it really does. I mean, things that you take not for granted, but things that seem simple, as soon as they go out, it, it really does cause a major issue. Right. And the and, you know, other thing that takes a hit in all of this is confidence. Do you mm -hmm. have confidence in the systems? Like, you know, do you have confidence uh, in your power delivery system? Do you have confidence in your internet? Do you have confidence mm -hmm. in your water system? You know, uh, do you have confidence in the plane system that you're using? You know, there's probably, and I won't name any any names, but there's probably planes in certain countries I would take the train and said, you know, because yeah. uh, their safety records and my confidence in their safety are just not there. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's those are things that impact people's lives every day. And, yeah. you know, People kind of say, when you say the word cybersecurity, they're thinking, oh, yeah, the IT system at work and blah, blah, blah. Well, mm -hmm. you know, everything is connected in one way or another right now. And right. Uh, it's more than just your email system these days. And it can have a real direct impact on people. And this, you know, this incident with the planes just really goes to show that in my mind. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> and, you know, it's also just, it's interesting because... When they were talking about how the planes were grounded and that it was due to, you know, an outage of right. their system, one of the things that they did indicate is that there should be a backup, right? <laughs> right. And that even the back out, the backup wasn't working properly. Right. Um, and that's always suspicious so, when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I work with, with folks in an uh, operational community for, for a number of years. And, you know, there was a, a, an old saying that every, everybody kind of in that community kind of lived by. If mm -hmm. you have one, you have none. So, you know, this idea of having a backup to your critical things was always key to it. And, you know, I, I, I'm a little surprised that this backup, the FAA had didn't work because typically those types of things are tested on a regular basis just to, you know, just like if you had a um, backup uh, power backup generator for your house. Well, mm -hmm. I'm sure in the directions for that generator, somewhere in there, it says, oh, you should test it every so often to make sure everything's working correctly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what else, what was very kind of interesting about this situation was that it was the first time that the FAA has 
grounded plane since November 11th. Right. And that's the scary other thing, to me. It is. That is very scary. And another coincidental item was that uh, Nav Canada had come out with a statement indicating that they were experiencing outages. Really? Yes. Um, and that they were working to restore the functions. Now, theirs didn't seem to be as impactful as what happened here in the United States. But in a situation rather safe than sorry, it is very interesting that it was the exact same day uh, that planes were having issues either being grounded or their their systems were not operating properly, both in the United States as well as Canada. Wow. Yeah, and... and I can't imagine what the the economic impact of that was. I'm sure somebody will calculate that at some point, and uh, you know there'll be a big report on this incident because you know these are these are things we should investigate. This you know, sad or or funny enough is that oftentimes these are the things that generate new standards or changes to standards because of incidents like this. Like when there was that. Uh, a condominium that collapsed down in Florida. Yes. Yeah, unexplained. And so uh, NIST did a big investigation, wrote mm-hmm. up a huge report, engineering report about what they found. And and that information is going to go to help improve the beat building code so this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Same thing in sort of the cybersecurity area. Every time we have an issue, those issues are investigated and it's like, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to change, improve, or invent in order to keep this from happening, kind of? Yeah, and I find it I find this topic very interesting when we when we loop standards into an area such as cybersecurity or um, integration and communication sure. areas, right? Because from my limited understanding when I think about standards it's typically for a a product or Hmm. um, something tangible so I guess for cybersecurity of course the end factor of what it's affecting is tangible but the actual network itself like you can't actually physically touch yeah but you can that's a that's the crazy thing so yes there are standards around i'll say the digital parts of uh an enterprise or network system right how to okay how your how your data is transmitted the uh the file formats the security around the handshakes between one device all yes all of that Mm -hmm. absolutely but (laughs) here's the big but there are standards for the hardware too so okay you know, look at look at uh, any cable, any your USB uh, drive, USB uh, port, uh, mm-hmm. any of that stuff. That all those are standards. Those things are actually standards of why we can use those things. So, the the, the cables that are used on each of the servers, there's a standard. The power modules inside the servers, the Everything from the transistors to the capacitors and everything mm-hmm. else, there are standards around that. Just the just the basic electrical safety. So there's tons of things uh, on the actual infrastructure network. Similar, uh, and I'll you know, this is this is one of the things they kind of hate is that you know one of the ways to think about this is just like water and sewage pipes. The internet is like 
the water and sewage pipes mm-hmm. of the world. We've okay. got we've got standards for water and sewage pipes. They have right. to be built a certain way. Same mm-hmm. thing with with the internet cables and servers and all that. And sometimes, you know, bad people or just, you know, errors cause gaps in those things that cause some of these issues. And uh, that's that's how it kind of, in my mind, that's kind of how it all works together. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, thank you for the explanation because when I think of cybersecurity, it's almost like thinking about the cloud, right? Yeah. The cloud just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and you can add more space for 99 cents a month. But what? <laughs> well, and that's that the, that's point. The, that's the other thing. It's like, uh, I love it. They came up with this great word cloud. It's such, you know, I won't I won't say a, a dirty word about what I think that is, but it's such marketing baloney in some senses because guess what? You know, back in I'll say the nineteen eighties when we used to have like when you were like on a college campus, you'd have mm-hmm. you know, the computer building where the main server was. Yes. And it was just this room with, you know, tape spinning and all this stuff yep. and you know, a few IT people that, you know, were, you know, very pasty and stuff like that because they never saw sunlight. <laughs> but, you know, no, I don't want to make fun of the IT people. They're great folks. But it was just a mainframe room. Well, right. now instead of a mainframe room, we have data farms. And they're just giant warehouses yeah. filled with servers that are secure and they're connected. And mm-hmm. now, you know, we use the fancy word because it's not all just in that one data farm it can be spread across a bunch of data farms and you can have a little bit here there and everywhere okay so let's call it the cloud and that that's great Mm -hmm. marketing and we can make lots of money doing that wonderful but and it's really funny because you can tell the age of a movie based on how do they refer to each system because mainframe is such a great you Uh, know yeah in those in those movies where there would be some sort of hacking they'd be like okay 30 seconds and I'll be into the mainframe of the system. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now it's, now it's give me 30 seconds and I'll be hacked into their cloud account. Right, right? exactly. You know, it's, it's just, it's comical how things evolve and they, and they transform as time goes on. So I, I guess my question for you, Bill, would be standards in this area. Right. It seems like such a broad area. It's, Does it need to be broken down? It is. It is for the most part uh, broken down, but it has to be broken down into different things. So you can have overall general cybersecurity. You can have, I'll say, critical infrastructure security. Uh, we actually have uh, one of our uh, committees in ASTM works on the cybersecurity for the Internet of Things, like think wearables and other mm-hmm. types, your refrigerator and stuff. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. It, you know, all of those things have to be broken down and looked at the specific ways uh, because they have different capabilities and memory sizes and communication techniques and, and all of that. So so you have to look at that. But the overall concept of cybersecurity should be fairly consistent across okay. all areas. And that and here's the thing. This is why standards uh, are really critical. One, we need to be all talking the same language. Oh yes. Cyber threats and and I and I will say cybersecurity threats are electronic and physical and they're always evolving. So we need to be nimble and agile and mm-hmm. 
constantly evolving and improving the standards all the time. So this is this is like right. you, you can't ever it's stop. Not a one do- and done. You, yeah, you can never stop. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot to do in this area. And, and I know, you know, there's a lot of great people out there working very hard every day on this. But, you know, there's always room for more people to help. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, speaking with our university friends, help is coming. Universities are starting to offer majors in this area, you know, specialization in this area. I mean, I remember when I was in college, it was pretty much just coding, Um, you know, computer science. But now they're really starting to specialize different areas where uh, individuals that are coming into their university years, they actually have the opportunity to focus in on areas within cybersecurity that they are interested. So I I think in the next, you know, gosh, three to five years, maybe even earlier, we're going to really start seeing an uptick in graduates that are specializing in these areas and and have a really great knowledge base, right. which and, will be exciting to see. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's also this, this merging uh, a little bit or, or overlapping between the physical world and the digital world and yes. how they each impact each other much more than they mm-hmm. did in the past. And I think, oh yeah, you know, I think that's going to be very uh, fun and interesting for us to be a part of. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it will. Well, I am positive it will be during our life, our life. I, I that, hope so. Uh, well it was great talking to you today nora thank you for listening to us today please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time